Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You probably remember some years ago the commercials uh, that Geico, the insurance company, put out. They were wry, uh, very dry, ironic, memorable to me even. They depicted cavemen who are constantly being humiliated and embarrassed and discriminated against because, well, they were cavemen and they were presumed to be stupid. Transitioning to Geico was so easy, even a caveman could do it, you see. And no, our church is sadly not receiving royalties for that shameless plug. Well, what if I said that Christianity was so easy, even a fisherman could do it? Yes, it's true. Even a guy who was probably illiterate, who worked with his hands, who had little formal education, even he could be a Christian. Now, you might find that hard to believe, because for 2,000 years we have been building institutions of higher learning that have picked and pulled the Bible apart, looked at it in this language, in this context. We've looked at the theology, the history, backwards and forwards. We've even speculated at great length on the sociology and the psychology of those in the Bible. Even though the the Bible in many ways seems pretty simple, the experts will tell you it is not. Don't you dare uh, believe that the Bible isn't just full of double meanings and the context of this or that can totally change the meaning. Some of that's true, of course. But some will even go so far as to say that we shouldn't listen to the Bible at all because it was written by foolish and deluded and illiterate men who believed really dumb things. But worst of all, they were hampered by their biases and all of the isms that controlled them. And that makes their views intolerable to the modern hearer. I mean, if you just pick up, say, one volume of Karl Barth's Church Dogmatics, uh, the set of volumes is about that long, right? And if you find yourself totally lost after about two pages, you might come to the conclusion that to be a Christian, you have to be some kind of genius. And, you know, he was like in the realm of orthodoxy, right? What's published today is not only unnecessarily confusing, but often not even orthodox. Well, I have good news for you. Christianity is so easy, even a fisherman can do it. That's at least one thing that you could take from our gospel lesson this morning. I mean, it certainly says something about Jesus, given the people that he called, right? He was not looking for the greatest scholars, the young men who had maybe memorized the entire Torah, the the first five books of the Bible, the law of God, right? Uh, Or who could also quote what each rabbi of significance had said about all the passages. I mean, quoting the Bible and really quoting what rabbis had said about it was like blood sport in the days of Jesus. In fact, in many Orthodox uh, Jewish communities, it still is. But Jesus wasn't interested in those people. He wasn't interested in the know-it-alls. He called ordinary people who probably had a lot more street smarts than book smarts. And maybe 
he perceived in them that they were men of action and men of obedience. After all, they had followed their father's footsteps into the fishing trade. Maybe he noticed them day after day, working hard at their craft, being obedient to their father. And now they had chosen to follow Jesus as well. Theological geniuses? No. Faithful men after God's own heart? Yes. Now, I'm not suggesting that we should be as ignorant as possible, uh, you know, when becoming a Christian. We really should seek to be students of the Bible and theology and maybe other religions. We should be good apologists, you know, know what we believe and why we believe it, that sort of thing. I'm only suggesting that when we see the stories of the calling of the disciples, we actually can be comforted. After all, are we really so different from these fishermen? I mentioned Karl Barth earlier. If you don't know that name, he was maybe the greatest theologian of the 20th century. His commentary on Romans was like a bomb in the theological world. He had rejected so much of the theological liberalism the 20th or the 19th century had brought into the academy. He also carried on an affair for decades with his personal assistant, and even to the point of bringing her into the family home. I'm not breaking any state secrets. It's now public knowledge. It's been a part of the biographical data that has come out about him. Even in some of his letters, we're now seeing that, for example, he actually used his theology to justify the affair. So what do you do with a brilliant theologian who does not obey even the most basic of the commandments? Not that anyone, of course, theologian or not, can lead a sinless life, and I don't want to take away anything from his contributions to the church, for he was, for example, a, a teacher and friend and confidant of, of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, for example. But would God prefer that we be simple, faithful men and women or geniuses who are so adept at theology we can twist it and mold it to justify our sin? In this sophisticated era of information, we can easily believe our own press, you know, about how smart we are, how much knowledge we possess. But the truth is we don't know as much as we think. Last week, we went to Buffalo Bayou to try out some new inflatable kayaks that we got for Christmas. And we went to where we were going to end our little kayak trip, and we scouted it out for the best place where we would land and disembark, etc. While I was looking around, I met a guy named Glenn. Now, Glenn is probably homeless, definitely down on his luck, had led a pretty tough life, but Sure enough, awfully nice guy. He told me exactly where the best place to disembark was. I wish I had listened, and I wouldn't have been covered ankle-deep in mud. Um, and But, you know, he told me all the fish that he'd caught in that bayou. He told me it was low tide. That was why the bayou was moving so quickly, the current was, that is. He told me where to fish. I mean, this guy was like a repository of information. Some in my family wondered why I had spent so long talking to Glenn. I mean, the guy didn't even own a laptop. What could he possibly know? 
But I explained that such people were repositories of information, regular savants of down-to-earth knowledge that are extremely helpful in managing everyday affairs, like where to get your kayak out of a bayou. As Christians, you know, we should never overlook a person because we think of them as information deficient. It's quite possible that they have a kind of information or a kind of knowledge that could be very beneficial to you if you have an open mind. Or maybe we should look at their character, that they have made a habit. Isn't that important too? In Jesus' day, a rabbi did not go around calling his disciples. That would have been way beneath a rabbi of any standing at all. Rather, young men had studied their entire life for the privilege of sitting at the feet of a rabbi. Rabbis, they, you know, they maybe held auditions. They tested people to know if they were worthy of their school. Might have been like getting into an Ivy League school or something. If you couldn't get into this one, then you went to the tear down to try to get into that one. Paul, for example, we know that he was an incredible scholar of Judaism because he was the right-hand man of the greatest rabbi of his day, Gamaliel, mentioned in Acts. But Jesus didn't hold auditions for eager young men who desired to be rabbis. He selected ordinary men for the job. And that's really good news for you and for me. And maybe he did this because, you know, he knows that Christianity is not really that complicated. And neither is our mission. Jesus preached a mission, a a very simple message. He says in our reading from Mark, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent and believe the good news. That's exactly the message that Jonah preached to the Ninevites as well. And wouldn't you know the entire city of Nineveh the largest city in the world at that time, repented. Well, that story should give us hope. For our nation is a little bit like Nineveh. This week, many were disappointed with the inauguration and some of the executive orders that came very quickly as a result. But the truth is that no matter who won this election, The fundamental problems of America would not have magically disappeared. Societies rot from the inside out, after all. We continue to face a wave of apathy when it comes to God and his law. To be concerned about something like hard or soft drug use, for example, (laughs) that's considered passe. Don't you know we're passing laws that make all of that okay now? Marriage is delayed or put off completely. Children in large families are rarely desired. And something like dead materialism or empty nihilism is the basic worldview of pretty much everybody who seeks to entertain you. If there is no bedrock commitment in the hearts and in the souls of the men and women that make up a nation to the permanence of the law and the social contract, No one man or no one woman could hold that society together. It isn't a question of if, but when it will fall apart. The truth is that many of us hope that it can be held together by laws and judges and politicians. But the best dam in the world cannot contain 
a worldwide flood. If we want to be a great nation, then we need to be a great people. And since we are God's people, made in his image, that means that we must commit to the call that God has placed on our lives and call others to the same life. It's a simple life, one attainable by simple people, average people, fishermen even. It's not always carefree. It will cost you. You will have to sacrifice for it. But the message that even though we sin, God became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, lived a perfect life, died a perfect death for you. That's a message that anyone can understand because they know in their heart of hearts that they are rebel sinners against God in need of his grace. It's such an easy message that anyone can understand it. And anyone can proclaim it. Even fishermen. Even you. Amen.